0: your
1: shoes make sure they're nice and, and tight, tight and
2: safe uh welcome back to floral couch conversations i'm melissa and i'm not really sure what's happening right now <laughs> what was that guys <laughs> um
1: well we had this gym teacher in elementary school his name was mr sour and he would start every class with we would come in and we'd have to sit on the yellow squares in the gym and he would walk himself into the gym and say, check your shoes. Make sure they're nice and tight and safe. And then we would
0: start. Really class. slow like that, too. Oh. Yeah, like really.
2: It clearly had its impact. You guys still remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Emily. Hi. I'm here and we have a
0: special guest this week. We might sound similar because we have the same parents.
2: Uh, yep. My sister, Anna. AKA, aka loon, loon. <laughs> <laughs> who you've probably heard referenced previously and had no idea that why we kept talking about an infamous loon but <laughs> i always
1: um any i go while i'm listening to the podcast i always have your guys Instagram direct message open and then i give my live
2: <laughs> <laughs> feedback that's <laughs> true usually it's good but then sometimes you disagree with me and i'm like oh. Of course, Well, she's <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, give I, you guys I some appreciate the honesty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all about. Yes. Everyone sharing their own opinions, their thoughts, their stories.
1: Oh, I just wanted to clear something up from last time when you guys were talking about the cars being bathtubs, and you told oh, me yeah. to oh, Yeah. in. That's actually our dad who started the whole car being a bathtub thing, but, yeah, our mom drives a Ford Explorer, and it feels like you're riding around in a bathtub.
0: I don't understand that, though. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean... I drive, like, a Ram 1500 truck,
1: so I'm used to being way up high, and I'm used to my back window being six inches from my head, because I have, like, a regular cab truck. I don't have a back seat. Yeah. And so I'm used to being able to see out my truck all the way around, not really having to use any mirrors or anything. And so getting in that car, it's way lower, and... You can't really see out of it. I actually the other day hit my head trying to get out of the
2: car because
1: <laughs> I wasn't really used to getting out of it. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I get the bathtub thing either. Maybe we'll have to have your dad explain, but because there are sometimes. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> he can be on the podcast <laughs> if you want. I don't know if we'll ever get him to be on the podcast,
0: but probably not. <laughs> probably we can maybe get a sound clip, a sound bite. Yeah. From DJ
2: Dave, <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Dave, as he's been referring to himself exclusively for the last four months. I mean pretty excited about being a grandpa. There's something wrong with that, right? (laughs) One time I was beating
1: him really bad at cards and he was like, does it make you feel good about yourself to beat up on an old grandpa like
2: this? (laughs) Well, you're not my grandpa, so... So no. (laughs) So no. So you are, we get the privilege of having you here because you're in town for Thanksgiving, right?
1: Yes, traveled all the way from Bozeman, Montana. Alyssa, how was your Thanksgiving?
2: It was good. I, it was pretty low-key, you know, ate lots of delicious food and hung out with the fam did a little bit of black friday shopping and then did you get anything good the candle we're selling right now smells pretty good sweater weather this is one of my favorites actually love it they had the buy three get three free at bath and body Works, so i stocked up on candles nice yeah how about you guys well
1: um because everyone else is married except for me we decided to do thanksgiving on friday this year so on actual thanksgiving I just kind of hung out with our parents. We tried to fill out my FAFSA, but it didn't work. (laughs) We ate some pizza. It was good. And then we had real Thanksgiving yesterday, Friday. And that was a good time. Ate some turkey. Played a game called Weird Things Humans Search For.
0: How does that game work? It's kind of fun, actually. So you pick... It comes with these cards. And you pick a card and it starts out a Google search. So... What's an example? One was, should I stop? And then it fills in, the rest of the card fills in, like, the most common Google searches after that. Yeah. So it was like, should I stop smoking? Should I stop drinking? Mm-hmm. And then down the list. And you get points if you guess, like, the top search or if yours is on the list. So it be fun. You get some funny guesses. Yeah. It's kind
1: of like family feud in a way. Yeah. Where you have to guess, like, the top answer. Yeah. The
0: one where there was one answer on
1: should I stop that it was should I stop kittens fighting?
2: That was a top Google search? Yeah, that was like the number eight answer. I mean, I guess maybe it happens a lot because there's maybe a lot of stray cats. I don't know. But why would you Google
1: that? Like, isn't
0: that a decision you could just make yourself? (laughs) I mean, some people are dumb. So, Loon, you're here home for Thanksgiving from Montana. You've lived in Montana for how many years now?
1: Um, this will be my seventh year in Montana. That's crazy. So I moved there in August of 2012 for college.
0: So how did you decide to go there for college, and what other schools were you looking at? So when I was a senior in high school,
1: I applied to Minnesota State Mankato, Southwest Minnesota State, which is in Marshall, Minnesota, and then Montana State University, which is in Bozeman, Montana. And i have just always loved Montana. Um, our dad is from there. He's from Great Falls, Montana, and his parents live there, and the rest, most of the rest of his family, we have um, our ranch outside of there, or er, up outside of Great Falls, and so we grew up going out there once or twice a year, and it just kind of, that's my whole life, Montana has felt like home. It's always been home. I've always thought of myself as a Montanan instead of a Minnesotan. I like to say that our mom raised us as Minnesotans, and our dad raised us as Montanans and with me he won <laughs> <laughs> actually it was summer 2010 I went with our church on like a service trip and we'd spent a week on the northern train reservation which is outside of Billings Montana which is southeastern Montana and then on our way back we actually went a little bit more west and spent some time in Bozeman we did some whitewater rafting on the El- or yeah on the Yellowstone River which was super fun and we were driving through Bozeman <laughs> and to the left was Bobcat Stadium, and to the right was the campus of Montana State. And I looked at all my friends in our van, and I said, well, you guys, this is where I'm going to college. <laughs> and it was decided that that was where I went. Wow. Yep. You just knew. Mm-hmm. Just always That was always the plan. Grow up, graduate high school, move to Montana, yeah. never return.
0: I would say we went to Montana even more than once or twice per year. There were some times when it was four times a year. True. Just for various... Occasions, yeah, birthday parties, farm trips. Just because dad wanted to go to Montana, so he would tell us to get
1: in the truck and and we, we would go. go. <laughs> Off you went. Yep. <laughs> so, what did you go to school for? Um, I have a bachelor's degree in elementary education. Okay. So,
0: so after you went to school in Bozeman, you moved to a tiny town called Saint Regis, A.K.A. Regis. to be a fourth grade teacher for your first year of teaching. Yep. What was that like? Well, um,
1: I actually, uh, I actually kind of ended up in St. Regis on accident. Um, I was at the teacher career fair at MSU, and I accidentally made eye contact with the sixth grade teacher from St. Regis as I was trying to leave. So, <laughs> and I knew where St. Regis was. It's like um, it's halfway between Missoula and Coeur d'Alene, so it's thirty miles from the Idaho border, the Idaho Montana border, way out there beautiful place to live absolutely gorgeous like right on the river and in like in the valley so it's a pretty cool place to live but um it is the actual middle of nowhere <laughs> it is there's about 300 people that live in that town um our school building was one school kindergarten through 12th grade fewer than 200 students in the entire school there was i think fewer than 20 certified staff that worked at the school between teachers and administrators and counselors Oh wow. um So I was the fourth grade teacher. And for most of the year, I had eight students in my class. And then right at the end of the year, I got two more at the end. So I had no more than 10 students in my class the whole year. And actually most of the day, I had fewer than five students in my class. Oh, wow. I loved my school and I loved my job. And our like school community was really supportive and really tight knit and really close. And I knew that if I needed anything, help with anything like just personally in my life or um, with my job, there was, you know, 20 other people in the school that I could go to and they would be more than willing to help me out. There was a couple of teachers who were, they knew if I was like struggling in my life, they knew if I was having a rough time and they would come into my room and just check on me like, how you doing? Do you need anything? Are you okay? Um, And that part was really great. I was really good experience. I definitely knew that that was where I needed to be that year. There mm-hmm. was one um, student that I had in my class and it was, I needed to be his fourth grade teacher. Um, but outside of work, it was really difficult because it was so isolated out there and there wasn't that many people my age who I could socialize with and um, hang out with. Um, so that was pretty difficult. Cause uh, how old are you? I'm 24. Okay. So um, I the best part about moving to St. Regis was that I was able to get a puppy. <laughs> um, so I have Chocolate Lab. She's a year and a half. Her name is Stella. And I got her the day that I moved to St. Regis. I went and picked her up. And would not have made it. Probably would have made it about three weeks out there without her and then would have had to deal with the consequences of breaking my contract and leaving. So I kind of just dealt with it by knowing that this is only temporary and I'm only obligated to be here until June 6th. And I would have to drive 70 miles, so about an hour into Missoula either once or twice a week. One, just to get groceries and just also to keep myself from going crazy and be able to be around people, even if it was just Interacting with the checkout guy at Costco for a couple (laughs) minutes. His name was Camper. Oh, you guys Um, are
2: besties, sounds like. Yeah, he
1: he sold me my Apple Watch. And then I think (laughs) trapped me into talking to him for like 15, 20 minutes. And eventually I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go (laughs) because I have my dog in the truck. And... so if I could have my watch, that'd be great. And he's like, no, you just take this cardboard to the front and they'll get it to you up there. I was like, well, what have I been doing talking to you for 20 minutes for? He was only two. Yeah. Yeah. His response was, Oh, I was just bored and, you know, wanted to see how long <laughs> I could get <laughs> you to talk to me. But really mostly how I dealt with it out there was a lot of FaceTiming people calling people a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and It was really hard to leave though. I think making the decision to leave was probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my entire life because I loved my job there, but it was just not a good place for my mental health. And then at the beginning of this year, actually, they called me the first week of school and said, hey, the lady that we hired to replace you this year to teach fourth grade actually just quit. Do you want to come back? And that was another really hard decision because I really wanted to go back and be there again but I had to remind myself that no you can't you can't do it <laughs> yeah it's not the best yeah it would you. have been
0: another year of trying to interact with people at Costco yeah
2: <laughs> I feel like it's really brave to move somewhere like without knowing anyone I I've always like had that thought that would be like a really cool experience but it's also like extremely scary hence I've never done it it but- was-
0: I think it's so brave. I, every time I told people what you're doing, I was like, yeah, like she's the bravest person I know. I can't believe that she's doing this. I would never do this. And I just think it's amazing. Well, I live my life under
2: the, no regrets. I don't know yeah, what you're doing. No, no, like a lot
0: of, <laughs> a lot of times I think like
1: the plan is already the plan and we're just all here to go where we're called. Mm. And I just kind of felt that that was where I needed to go. And that was what I needed to do. And At first I was really excited because I didn't really know what to expect and I didn't know that it was going to be that hard and it was just like, oh, this is my first teaching contract. I worked so hard for four and a half years in college to get to this point and, you know, someone offered me a contract. This is my first classroom. I get to set it up. I get to have, these are my kids that I get to shape their lives and teach them how to read, write do math and be awesome and so it was just I don't know it was just kind of this is what I need to do so it's what I'm gonna do then after that so I moved back to Bozeman now it's where I'm living
2: you were home for the summer though right in Minnesota
1: yep I lived here in summer because we had all the exciting things going on with um our brother and his wife having their baby and then Emily getting married and I just wanted to be able to be around for all of that because I feel like I've been in Montana for seven years now and I feel like I miss out on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's not its not the same just to be FaceTimed in to events. So I wanted to take the opportunity to, one, not pay rent for three months and be able to save a lot of money and be around and just spend time with my family here. And it
2: was a good summer. Yeah. And actually, you just talked about being FaceTimed in, and I immediately thought of Emily's proposal. I've never heard it from your perspective. Can you tell this story? So... Yeah, it was <laughs> last September,
1: not obviously not this past September, but September 2017. And during my prep time one day, uh Matthew texted me and said, "Hey, Anna, it's Matthew, aka Brobeans, because that's what I've always called him. Brobeans or Brobes for short." And he said, "I have to ask you a question. So, would it be okay if I called you later tonight?" And so I said, "Yeah, you can call me anytime after five p.m., which would be four p.m. for me. That would be like when I was allowed to leave work." So he called me that night at like eight p.m.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I have to ask you a question." I said, "What do you want?" <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard the story either because you told me you would tell me what he said. Oh yeah, later. It was a secret. But you never told me. Well,
1: here we are. Um. <laughs> He said, "I just wanted to know if it would be okay if I asked your sister to marry me, because previously a few months before I had to told it I had to tell him that I didn't care if he asked my parents if he could marry my sister, but he had to ask me, <laughs> and I said, "Okay, well, cool.'ll I can let you do that. That's fine, but just know that even though you guys are getting married doesn't mean that you are her other half. I will always be her other half, and you will never be as important as I am.." <laughs> And he said, yeah, I know, I'm aware, I'm okay with that, I've accepted it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then you knew it was okay. <laughs> well, and
1: then I said, okay, well, you have to tell me, like, why Why do you think that you're good enough to marry my sister? He said, well, I love her a lot, and I'm going to be there for her forever, and I think that I don't think anyone's going to love her more than I do, so... And she's a great lady and I need her. (laughs) This is not like word for
2: word. I was (laughs) was actually picturing him saying these things and like completely okay with it. She's a (laughs) great (laughs) lady.
1: And I need her in my life. So, you know, I just figure if she wants to be with me, that I got to, I'm not going to find someone better than her. So just got to lock it down. How romantic. (laughs) I said, Okay. Sounds about right. I'll let you do that. And then um, there was was a funny sound coming from my kitchen. And I went around in my living room to my dog eating the wall. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got to go. My dog's eating the wall. (laughs) And that was the end of the conversation. (laughs) Oh, actually, I asked him when and how he was going to do it. And he's like, oh, just do it tomorrow. And I was like, you waited this long (laughs) to ask me. He's like, yeah, sorry. I was a little nervous. (laughs) I said, Alright, well what are you gonna do? And he's like, Well, I was gonna break into her apartment and she thinks we're I'm gonna do it at um what was it, Taylor's Falls, right? He's like, We're gonna go to Taylor's Falls on Saturday, but he thinks she thinks I'm gonna do it then, but I'm actually gonna do it tomorrow, so it's a surprise. I'm gonna break into her apartment and I'm gonna spread some flowers spread and I'm gonna be flowers. there when she gets home. Is there any song suggestions that you think I should play? Well, I'm there while it's happening. I said, well, I know that she's a fan of Ben Rector and the song forever like that. So he's like, okay, I'll, I'll pick that song. I said, okay, well, can I like be a part of this? Cause that's my sister and you're about to be my brother. So that's important. He's like, well, do you want me to FaceTime you in? I said, okay, well, what time? And he told me a time. I said, okay, I think I still need to be at work, but if I'm in a meeting, then I'll leave the meeting. So Friday afternoon, about three p.m., I was in a meeting, and I before the meeting started, I said, "Okay, you guys, I'm really sorry if I have to suddenly s- get up and step out of this meeting, but my sister is getting engaged today, and my future brother-in-law told me that he would Facetime me so that I could witness the whole thing." So I my phone like my phone goes off like he's trying to Facetime me, and I jumped up out of the meeting. We were in the first grade classroom, like ran down the hall into my classroom. I'm crying this whole time and I'm watching it happen and of course um I'm hearing the music. I can't hear what he's saying, which is probably fine.
0: Um <laughs> I don't even remember what he said. The only
1: though. thing I hear and see was Emily walk in the door and just yell, No <laughs> <laughs> And he said, Wrong
0: answer, wrong answer
1: <laughs> And then, so I was watching it happen, and then after it all happened, you, like, came on the screen, and I was like, yay, engagement, woo, and then <laughs> this random woman shows up at my classroom door, I'm crying, turns out it was, like, a lady that lived in St. Regis. I was friends with our grandparents, because you can't go anywhere in Montana without someone being like, oh, we know them, <laughs> and I was like, all right, I gotta go, sorry, guys, I'll call you back later, and I was a little upset that this random lady
0: just showed up in my classroom, and... <laughs> Kinda of ruined the moment, but it was alright. I was only saying no because he broke into my apartment and I was in scared the living daylights out of me. And I was a little taken aback at this man in my apartment until <laughs> I realized what was happening.
1: But so. at the time, Alyssa, it was your apartment too. Did you play a role in
2: I gave him the key, so he didn't technically break in. I gave him a key and told him he could. <laughs> It was so funny because
0: I remember driving home and he was like texting me a lot being like okay I'm still at work blah 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 and I was like okay I'm leaving and then I told him I was leaving and he texted me how's the traffic (laughs) and (laughs) I'm so subtle and I remember being like why is he asking me about the traffic I, I should be driving I am driving I can't text him back. But didn't tip me off because I was still terrified when I saw this person in my apartment.
2: And now you're married and everything's great. Yes. Yep. Sorry, I took us off on a tangent. But when you talked about FaceTiming two events, that's immediately what I thought of, and I was like, I need to hear that. So you
0: mentioned your Ram fifteen hundred. Yep. That's a truck. Yep. His Randolph. name is Yep. His name is Randolph. We've With- got before you moved to Saint Regis. Yes.
1: About Randolph. Um pretty much right after I graduated from college, um, it was during my, so I was on the four and a half year track in college, and so I did my student teaching in the fall of 2016, and the summer before that, I had decided that I had made it through pretty much all my undergrad, I had one semester left, and it wasn't classes or anything, it was just teaching, and I had a kind of a rough time in college as part of one year where I got really sick and it was just kind of a hard time. So I promised myself that if I made it and then saved up enough money that I could buy myself a truck because that has always been my dream was to own my own truck and buy it myself and work hard enough to be able to buy it and then work hard enough to be able to pay for it and keep it. So that summer I worked at a coffee shop, which I still work at. And what I would do was every day I worked from 5am to noon And that was the best time to make the most tips because it was everyone on their way to work and our store was a pretty busy store because we're right off the interstate so we made pretty good tips and every day I would come home and put all my change that I had for my tips in this change jar and then I would take half of my cash and I put it in um, actually a a birch box the subscription box that, that would come in and I did that and the rest of the other half of the money would be my money that I would use to buy groceries and gas and whatever. And so I did that. It was almost a year, probably like six months of saving up all that money. And then when I graduated from Montana State in December of 2016, I was a substitute teacher for a month and then ended up getting hired on as a para, para a paraprofessional teacher's aide at the middle school that I did my student teaching at in Bozeman. And I said, okay... I graduated from college, and then within a month, got a full-time job in my career field. And I had saved up enough money for down payment on um, a new truck. And I had my, I had a Buick LeSabre. His name was Seymour. And I knew that I could either sell it on Craigslist for at least 2500 or try to get a good deal on a trade-in for it. And that car actually, in order to sell it, I had to have my dad and my grandpa sign off on the title for it because they were the ones that owned it. So I went up one weekend with the intentions that I was going to be able to pick out a car. So we went to all the used car dealerships in Great Falls. Which is a lot. There are a lot of them. And I had done some research online and was looking and I really wanted to get um, a Toyota Tacoma. Toyota Taco. Yeah, I was going to name it Uncle (laughs) Juan if I would have gotten a Toyota Tacoma.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm still sad that didn't happen.
1: But... It all worked out for the best. And it was an interesting experience because my dad knew that this was my truck. I was buying it. So he kind of, I didn't know what I was doing, but he helped me out enough, but was letting me do it myself. So, and I was kind of self-conscious because I was a female in my early 20s trying to buy a truck. And I didn't know if the sales people at the dealerships were going to take me seriously. Right, And so there was a couple situations where we were at one dealership and there was a Tacoma that I was looking at and they took my Buick that I had, took it on a test drive and they offered me $700 on a trade-in. And I said, can you explain to me how you got to the number 700? And they said a whole bunch of stuff. And um, like my car was, it was a 2001, but it only had, I would say probably 150,000 miles on it. So And it worked really well.
2: Yeah, so it was in good condition. It was in
1: pretty good shape. And they said, well, one of the windshield wipers doesn't work. Only one of them works. And it was an issue with a bolt that kept coming loose. And so I said, well, do you have a wrench? I could go outside right now and fix it if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> and um, And then I said, well, I know that I could list that car on Craigslist right now for you know 2000 or 2500 and someone would buy it for me I know it's in good condition I've taken care of it in the last four years that I've had it and they just weren't being very nice kind of talking down to me like pretty condescending and then all and my dad kind of he could read my body language that I was kind of annoyed and stressed out and upset that these people were talking to me like I was a 12 year old and then he walked up and stood behind me and our dad is he's a big guy He's six eight, like a big dude. He has a presence. Right. And as soon as he walked up next to me, these salesmen, their tone immediately changed. And at that moment, I was like, all right, I'm, I don't want to do business, business with you guys anymore if you're going to treat me this way and then all of a sudden treat me a different way when, like, a male walks yeah. up and, you know. So I left. And at this point, I was kind of fed up. So I went down to this one dealership and there was a bunch of white pickups of various makes and models. And I found one that I opened the door and immediately like an R sound came into my brain. And so I knew this is the truck and whatever, whenever I get it, its name is going to start with R. Interesting. So, um, this salesman came out And he had told me later after I bought the truck, he was like, well, I was just going to ignore you guys because we were close to closing. But then I thought, "Hmm, maybe I should do my job. I could maybe make a sale. (laughs) I said, well, I'm glad you did. You're welcome for this commission. (laughs) Um, So we got in the truck and it turns out that the guy that owns this dealership has a deal with the U.S. Forest Service. Um, that, and the part that's based in Montana. And when they are done with their trucks, they call him and he goes over to Helena, which is where the, it's the capital of Montana. So the Forest Service is based out there. And he looks at the trucks and he buys them from the Forest Service and then turns them around and sells them on his lot. And so it's a 2007 truck, but when I bought it, it only had 37,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. And the, us government is very meticulous on how they take care of their cars and they're like they take care of them very well so i knew that i was getting a good deal on basically a brand new truck that i knew had been taken care of it's not fancy at all i don't have power locks i don't have power windows Um, my stereo is very basic but it runs And I have an aux cord to listen to music. That's all I really care about. (laughs) So I bought my truck and his name is Randolph. You have to pronounce the L and it's two F's and not a PH. Yeah. So, and when we were in the buying process, I had my down payment in my wallet that actually when I graduated, my grandma wrote me a check and I didn't cash it until that day because I wanted the money from that check to go Specifically towards my truck So I cashed it And then So my dad is like Do you have your checkbook Like for the down payment Or do you need me to write a check Or what are you going to do And I said Actually I have $1,100 cash In my wallet right now <laughs> And he said Well if I would have known that I would have robbed you <laughs> <laughs> thanks dad (laughs) (laughs) and he offered to kind of like give me a little bit of extra money towards the down payment like as a birthday present because it was right around it was the middle of february so it was right after my birthday i said no thank you um i want to buy this truck completely 100 percent by myself Mm -hmm. so i bought my truck and it's my best friend It's really nice because I move around a lot, (laughs) so I know that all of my stuff fits in the back of my truck and then a 5 by 8 U-Haul trailer, (laughs) (laughs) and it's good because I like to hang out and play in the forest, and I have my four-wheel drive that I can deal with in the winter, and I know that I'm safe, and it's just a goal of mine, and I'm proud of myself that I was able to achieve
0: it. It's a perfect little white truck. Fits you very well. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, that's Awesome.
0: We have had a couple conversations with people about, like, girls not driving trucks or, like, I can't believe she drives that. And I just think it's so stupid.
1: I have actually had people look me straight in the face and say, girls don't drive trucks.
0: Like, who has said that to you?
1: Um, Without, I mean, you don't have to name them. No, it's, it's weird because it's mostly um students that I have had not really adults but kids who have this idea that females don't drive trucks I said something about my truck once to a student and he just started laughing I said why is that funny when I just said that I needed to give my oil change to my truck and he said that's funny because girls don't drive trucks My response to that is, well, then what the heck has my grandma been doing her entire life? (laughs) Because our grandma grew up on a ranch and she actually for a while was a truck driver and she drove um, a big 18 wheeler around. She hauled cattle around. That was her job. So, um, yeah, I just it's when I was living here in the summer, I got more looks about, oh, there's this girl driving a truck. Why does she need a pickup? Um, but really in Montana I haven't had that because most people yeah. yeah most people in Montana pickups are practical for their life and so people don't really look at me any differently out there
2: yeah I would say it's pretty probably pretty common anywhere like rural like outside of the Twin Cities I feel like it's pretty common too
1: yeah and so it's Uh, It's, it's frustrating though, because Mm -hmm. I had, when I first bought my truck, we went out, I went out with some coworkers for like a happy hour one Friday. And, um, one of the other ladies that I taught with her husband, like I was getting back in my truck and, um, he, you know, looked at me and was like, Oh, nice rig. And I could tell that he was kind of complimenting me, but also, you know, in a way of like, why does this 23 year old girl need a pickup like that? And I think about, no if I drove a Ford Expedition, which is the same thing as an F-150, just with back seats instead of a truck bed, mm-hmm. no one would think twice about what I was driving. Right. Even though it's the same vehicle. So it's just like an interesting thing. But I kind of take it as a sense of pride. Like yeah. Yeah. I am my I own. Would.
2: Like a boss. Like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> so... Your truck is named Randolph. Mm-hmm. Your previous car was named Seymour. Mm-hmm. You're named Loon. My guitar's name is Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> Emily is also called Wani Lee. Ren, Wani
1: Lee. Rennie. Renny. MZ.
2: So it, if there's something I, I've learned about your family. It's that you have a nickname for everyone and most things. Yes. Yeah, nothing is called by its real name. Can you, what are some of your like favorites? Sometimes
1: I forget that my name is Anna, and
0: I get confused. <laughs> Actually, when
2: you said it earlier, I was confused because I never hear anyone call you Anna. It sounds so
0: weird when I have to call her Anna to like someone who doesn't know. Oh, I have a good example. That her name her, that is, is that story. and it's just so weird. <laughs> a lot of times,
1: I just tell people that my sister's name is Ren. Like they ask me, "What's your sister's name?" and I say, "Ren."
0: sometimes i wish that was my name because it's just different and unique and there's been way too many emilys everywhere in my life so
1: like i have a student and her sister's name is ren and she's like oh yeah my sister ren i said oh my sister's name is ren (laughs) r-e-n-n not w-r-e-n like the bird
0: i actually have a friend whose stepmom's name is renny so it's a real name how did these nicknames come to be I think it started with our dad because he doesn't call anything by its real name and he he's the one who I guess set set the example of making up nicknames for things because each of us have a different name or several or several from him and even yeah just objects are
2: called different Mm -hmm. things like example what is your nickname for your niece young blood oh that's right. (laughs) <laughs> naturally I don't know how I forgot that <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's a pretty common nickname so <laughs> yeah I'm sorry <laughs> but we we could explain the backstory of Loon yeah since we have Loon here I went through a phase in like middle school where I added like a double o to everyone's name which is really weird like you had a friend named Ashley but you started calling her Ooshley. <laughs> oh my gosh and so I started calling anna my sister anna una and then somehow i added an l to that and it became luna so for a long time it was luna and but l-o-o-n-n-a not luna like the moon yeah and then it got shortened to loon l-o-o-n-n and it loon just stuck and now our whole family calls her Loon. I sometimes refer to myself in the third person as Loon. <laughs> I've been doing it a lot this weekend, like around my
1: family. Like I refer to myself in the third person as <laughs> Loon.
2: Well, I love it. I love the nicknames and it's definitely like plagued. Like I now can't say pe- pistachio correctly, except for just now when I concentrated really hard. <laughs> well, you kind of stuttered a little I know. <laughs> pistachio is like... I know. Ex- say we re- can.
0: Uh, we have a story for that one too. Yeah, I can explain why it's pistachio <laughs> and not
1: pistachio. Our family and then a bunch of like other f- our family friends all go to this resort, and so we were there, and in one of the cabins there was, uh, like a tin of pistachios, and one of our friends, like a girl that's my age, came up. She's like, "Pistachios? What is that?" Yeah, she's like, "What are pistachios?" I said. Um, that says pistachios. And then probably five, 10 minutes later, Libby came up and, um, our friend Libby. Yeah. Was like, who as is, you've mentioned before, um, came up and was like, what are pistachios? <laughs> and first of all, I started peeing my pants laughing because the same situation had happened five minutes before. <laughs> and I said, mm, that says pistachios, which are a uh, type of nut it's green <laughs> so and,
0: yeah ever since then we've just said piece of chios it's become a term for other things
1: actually on our way here to the floral couch headquarters some people were driving like idiots and uh <laughs> Juan <laughs> was like alright you piece of chio get out of my way yeah it's become
2: <laughs> like more an of insult of <laughs> insult yeah. yeah
1: but also if you're saying bye you can be
0: like alright piece of chios like piece of chios p-e-a-c-e like peace out yeah yep. <laughs>
1: I had a friend that I would say that to him and then he somehow thought I was saying "pizza to Cheetos. And so then that became
0: a thing. I kind of started <laughs> saying pizza and Cheetos because that's what it sounds like.
2: <laughs> well, pizza <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> well, it's making its mark and slowly evolving. Into <laughs> other things. as and to, as al- to many people that don't even know you.
1: <laughs> I had a friend once who... Um, spent like a week with me we went to camp for a week and at the end of the week she looked at me and said I just want you to know that you are a disease and I have caught the disease of you (laughs) and now I talk like you act like you the same mannerisms and my only response was you're
2: welcome (laughs) I feel like it's like a normal thing talk like the people you're around like I'd like to think of my last job my mark was the word like that I said Avi and totes all the time <laughs> for better or worse but
0: <laughs> you've gotten on to piece to Chio, too. I have yeah my favorite story is when Lauren had to tell you not to say piece Chio when you were trying to order something that had yeah, pistachios I, panicked. I was it. like
2: Lauren can you order I don't remember how to- I like I know I'm gonna screw it up <laughs> I panicked <laughs> Um, you just mentioned camp. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know you both have done a lot of camp, and that's something that I've just never done, and you guys have very fond memories of it.
1: I can affirmatively say that that camp saved my life, and I actually have a tattoo because of it. So we grew up going to our church that we went to regularly, and that church, it's actually one of two churches in Minnesota that actually owns its own camp up oh. north and so i started going there actually before they opened that specific camp for a full-time summer they kind of had like a test run for a couple of years at a different camp in part of minnesota that they shared with a different organization and so in third grade was when i started going and i was a camper all through being a kid and then we were both counselors in high school so you'd volunteer to go up a week at a time and the counselors were the ones that stayed in the cabins with the kids and then when i was in college i was on camp staff for three summers so I would lived, lived and worked there full time. And luckily, the best part about that job was at night when you could be like, all right, campers, you can go in your own cabin and go to sleep now. <laughs> and I'm going to go in the staff house and not actually go to sleep. I still have a bunch more stuff to do. <laughs> but it was nice not to have to stay in the cabins with the campers. But we just went there for a week every summer. And I've still, every summer after I've stopped working there, I've gone back just to hang out and Last summer, my mom and I, or our mom, went up and we were the volunteer nurses for a week, which was pretty fun. We just got to like put Band-Aids on kids and give them their medicine and then play around. Yeah,
0: I wasn't on staff because it's more of something you do if you're going into a field of working with kids, like being a teacher. It's kind of like an internship in that way, and I wasn't going into that field, so it was kind of not really something I needed to do, but I was a counselor in high school, and then one year in college and it's just you go up there and you feel like you're in another world like it's so calm and it's just a week of
1: just kind of it's not relaxing in a way that it's like slow there's always things going on there's always it's always loud there's always yelling but I like to think of camp has a little bubble around it yeah that it's, you're getting that away from everything else. yeah it's not real life or sometimes I think about well what if camp is real life and everything else is <laughs> fake <laughs> I like to think of it's a little piece of like heaven on earth but it's on the lake and my second favorite place in the entire world actually is in pleasant lake not on pleasant lake but in pleasant
2: lake interesting okay Um, the lake that the camp is on yes
1: and i was my second two years on camp staff i was on what we call life squad and so i ran the waterfront so that's kind of that was my home so i like to say that the three most important things that i know in life i learned at camp one, Jesus loves you. Two, if you don't look stupid, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs>
0: and three, don't sink the raft. Sounds like <laughs> good takeaways. I think yeah going off the you should look stupid I feel like camp was a place where it didn't really matter you it was where kids would go to stop worrying about what other people thought and so for a week you could just be yourself do whatever you want everyone else was looking ridiculous wearing ridiculous things because that's what you're supposed to do at camp and that's why it meant so much to me it's just just a place to go and like be free where you can be yourself
2: yeah that's
1: awesome especially when I was on camp staff you you know have a bigger view of what's going on because you oversee the whole camp they somehow trust 11 college students to be in charge of the more than 1,000 people that come through the camp every summer. Wow.
2: Not at the same time, right? (laughs) No, obviously (laughs) not at the same time, but like throughout the 12 weeks of camp
1: between kids coming to camp, like the weeks of camp where there are kids up there. And then on the weekends, it would be family camp. So parents and kids and grandparents and whatever would all come up and hang out. And we were all still in charge. (laughs) But yeah, you could definitely see and think about like the kids who, you know, back home would be considered the popular kids that are the cool kids and have all the friends and just leveled the playing field between those kids and the kids who maybe would be considered kind of outcasts and on Mm -hmm. the outside. And I always just hope that they would take that home and not worry about it at school. But yeah, that sounds awesome. It sounds like you took it away. So
0: I also think from a counselor perspective, like when you're in high school, you're kind of Lost and not really sure what you're supposed to do with your life. You can be self-conscious about dumb things, and but then when you're a counselor in that position and you have all these kids looking up to you, you realize like, wow, my job is really important right now, and these kids think I'm the coolest person in the room, and that was just kind of interesting to experience.
1: And going like as a counselor, as like being on camp staff, I would always put my like think back to when I was a camper, Mm -hmm. and what I thought. The counselors were and what I thought the people on camp staff were when I was a kid. And then I would just try to be that.
0: G times? G times. So you worked on camp staff because you were studying to become a teacher. So you were a teacher for one year. And now you are working in special ed as a life skills para. Yep. So life skills is
1: our self-contained program. So my students that I work with have pretty significant physical and cognitive disabilities Most of our students are on the lower functioning end of the autism spectrum. So only a couple of our students are able to communicate verbally and some of the other ones were working on it really hard and they've come a long way. And that... So I worked in that program immediately after I graduated, went to St. Regis, came back, and then that's what I'm doing again now. And it made me decide that I want to like go into the field of special education and make a career out of it. And so actually in January, I'm going to start working on my master's for special education as an online program. And the way that I am doing it is the faster you finish it the cheaper it is you don't pay per credit you pay per six month term
2: and wow I didn't know that was a thing
1: yeah so it's all self-directed and you work at your own pace and as long as you pass the exams for the classes then you can just keep going so my goal is to start January 1st and finish it by June 30th so that I can start looking for jobs as a special education teacher next year which is convenient because there's a couple of them at my school that I'm working at now that are retiring
2: at the end of the year. (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. Sounds like it's meant to be. So it's going to be a lot
1: of work because I'll be working full-time and working part-time and going to school more than full-time. But I think I can, you know, as long as I work really hard that I can get it done. And then I never have to be a student ever again. So it'll be fine. (laughs) The
2: hard work will pay off.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that my ultimate goal would be to run my own self-contained life skills classroom. On our life skills team right now, there's one main teacher and then we have six paraprofessionals. We only have eight students, which may seem like, why do you need seven teachers for eight students? But a couple of our kids are two on one that there has to be two teachers with them at all times just because... It can get dangerous. We have a couple kids who when they escalate, they get violent and they're pretty big kids, so I run the risk of getting beat up every day when I go to work and that's a little bit scary, but it's just what I do and I can definitely tell that I'm making a difference in these kids' lives. I have one student who, he has um, cerebral palsy. So he's in a wheelchair and he actually is unable to swallow. So he gets fed through a G-tube that's directly connected to his stomach and he cannot communicate with his voice yet. He's really working on it really hard. I can definitely tell that he is trying. And he's a student that if you don't pay attention, then you don't really notice his presence, but he's probably the most amazing, like, young man I've ever worked with, and he, he's definitely the reason that I decided that I wanted to go into special ed, that I do notice him, and I, I work pretty hard to get him out of our classroom, and into other classrooms, and let other kids notice him, and may, like, other teachers notice him, too. I get frustrated. There are a couple of teachers who don't, Notice him, and we go to their classes, and maybe once a week they'll acknowledge us if we're lucky. But it's fun to watch them progress and see like how much they can actually do with their communication. And there's special kids.
2: Sounds very rewarding.
1: It definitely is. I think it's being in a special ed classroom and being in a regular ed classroom. Like working with regular education students is rewarding because you can see them progress and grow from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. But Special education students, a lot of times you, they are your students the entire time they're at the school. So, depending on if you're working in elementary school or middle school, they come in as sixth graders and then they leave as eighth graders, and you've had three years of watching them be able to progress with their life skills.
2: That's awesome. Very cool. Do you guys want to play a game? Sure. I'll okay, so I'm going to ask some questions and you're going to answer seems pretty straightforward <laughs> let's do well, it it's <laughs> usually what you do with questions <laughs> whose side of the argument were your parents most likely to take growing up okay oh, loons
1: <laughs> i uh i feel like it was 50 50 no
0: one time <laughs> oh no. i got this in might trouble some animosity <laughs> One time I got in trouble because we were like c- doing crafts or like cutting pictures out of a magazine or oh, yeah, something. And, then you threw scissors at me. and I <laughs> slid, she asked for the scissors. And I slid them across the floor, which I realized I should not have done because that's dangerous. But I slid the scissors across the floor towards her, and she told our parents that I that I threw the scissors at her, and so they got mad at me, and I got grounded because I threw the scissors at her, <laughs> but I really didn't. And so then, when they grounded me, she decided she felt bad, and so then she went and told them no, she actually really didn't throw the scissors. It's nice of you to fess up. (laughs) Yeah, so at least I was honest.
2: So that story was a point of contention, a little bit. What are you most likely to steal from each other's closet? The purple dress.
0: (laughs) We had a purple dress. I had a purple
2: dress.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She says we, as if you both. We had a purple
0: dress. I stole for a few years. And wore it before I finally gave it back.
1: No, I took it back without you knowing. And then I posted a picture on Facebook of me wearing the dress. And that's how you (laughs) found out that I took it back. (laughs) But yeah, probably clothes or shoes.
0: There's also a blue and white striped shirt that I stole from her. Is that the one with the elbow patches?
1: No. Oh, no. Right, right, right. It's like the man shirt from Target. Yes, just a Target veneer.
0: Yeah. Shirt snatcher.
2: What we call her sometimes.
0: (laughs) I mean, we live in different states, so it's easy to get away with stuff like that if I steal something, but then I have to be careful if I'm like Snapchatting her because she can
1: see what I'm wearing. Um, I always know.
2: (laughs) Which famous pair of sisters would you say you're most like? Kendall and Kylie, Venus and Serena, Beyonce and Solange, Pippa and Kate, T and Tamara, Tegan and Sarah. I
1: before you started reading the list, I thought Tia and Tamara. Okay. Even though we're not twins, but people think we are.
0: You guys look very similar. Actually, just recently, we went to Ulta. And we walked in and the guy was like taken aback and was like, his eyes got all wide and was like, are you ladies twins? And we were like, nope, we're not. But I also
1: have, there's a picture of us in which we look very similar. I, cause I don't, in real life, I don't think we look alike, but there's a picture of us that we definitely look very similar. And it's my computer background. And I had my computer like up on the projector while I was teaching one day and a bunch of my students were like, is that your twin? <laughs> no, that's just my sister, but we're not really twins. No, you guys are twins. And they
0: refused to believe me that we aren't twins. <laughs> well, we were born two years apart. So <laughs> I feel like if you don't really know us and you see a picture, then you think we look like twins or we look super like, but once you meet us and distinguish our personalities then you are like no they're different
1: that's why i think i mean thinking about tia and tamara as their characters on sister sister not them as real people but they're pretty different yeah. personalities
2: Yep. so one last question and it's how could your sister best annoy you and i have some examples but feel free to come up with your own um stealing clothes <laughs> hogging the front seat hair in the shower whining hogging all the data on your cell phone plan or going into your room without permission Or whatever else comes to mind. Well, we
0: already talked about stealing clothes. That's one that doesn't really happen much anymore because we live in different states. But
1: I feel like if we're thinking about like when we were kids, I would say going into your room without permission. I feel like because we live in different states now, we don't really get annoyed with each other because... We don't spend a lot of time yeah, together. Yeah, we're so just then, like, happy to see each other Yeah, we do. Yeah, when we do, we just want to be happy. Like the time when I came home for three hours and then when I was leaving and Juan was crying
2: oh, because I was there for three hours. I mean, it was a good three hours, I'm sure.
0: It, Every time she leaves, I cry. It's so sad. I mean,
1: I, same, so.
0: But yeah, maybe going into each other's room without permission. Yeah. I, um, d- hogging the data might have been one for a while, but... but that's was It wasn't really us, it was more other people.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> other people. <laughs> and our, then our mom eventually figured out that she could set it up where we each had data limits. Our own limit. yeah. oh. And so then that solved that problem. Yep.
2: No more tension. I
0: feel like we used to get really annoyed with each other until we were both in high school and then we became besties driving to school together.
1: Yeah. That was it. We credit having to spend 20 to 25 minutes with each other at 6 30 in the morning yeah preparing for the day
2: that also reminds me i you know i used to drive was it back from school i you have some famous videos out oh, on um, the interweb car blogs car blogs there we go yeah so
1: <laughs> when one went off to college i made her a youtube channel that i would make videos for her and then it was great yeah so I start, uh, one day I think it was probably my junior year of college. I figured out that I could set my phone like on the part, you know, where they're all like the speedometer and whatever gauges yeah, are on your car. Yeah, a in that little of pocket. Dash, dash. Could set my phone right there, and while I was driving around, <laughs> <laughs> just talk about
2: literally nothing. <laughs> and then I would post those videos on the internet. And I mean, we watched them while laying on the floral couches. So. <laughs> probably pretty entertaining yeah we were thoroughly entertained yes i would actually
1: like upload those all in my computer and like edit the clips and wow they're
0: good yeah could have been a youtuber you still could well
1: i don't think i have time for
0: that in life but
1: (laughs) i'm trying to get my dog to be insta famous so (laughs) i'm gonna focus more on that we can plug her Instagram. yeah i was gonna
2: say what is stella's instagram um it is just stella
1: sky lab
2: sky just sky yep okay We'll link her profile yeah. in the show notes.
1: Yes, please. She's very cute, so.
0: Okay, so last question. We ask all of our guests, if you had a reality show about your life, what would it be called and why? So, my sh- I've been thinking about this, actually, for a long time. As soon as
1: I knew that I was going to be a guest on the show, which was as uh, soon as you guys came out with the podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, my show would be called This is Loon because, going back to camp, we had this... We finally got a a landline phone at camp after having a phone number for many years, but no phone hooked up. (laughs) And I didn't know how to answer the phone, so I just answered it. It's Beard in the Pines. This is Anna. And I was telling Wani Lee the story about it, and she said, did you answer at camp? This is Loon. And so it just became a thing. Like When I answer my classroom phone, I will say, life skills, this is Anna. So now when I answer my phone when any of our family members are calling me like if I'm at home I will say Loon's house this is Loon or the other day my dad called me while I was in my truck and so I answered the phone Randolph this is Minzy which is another one of my (laughs) nicknames so I think that it would be called this is Loon and then every episode would be whatever I'm doing comma this is Loon so if it was an episode about me playing in the forest which is my favorite hobby my passions include forest dogs and playing in the forest with dogs
2: <laughs> you're branching out <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it would be like forest this is loon sixth grade this is loon
2: <laughs> i like it thank you so much for being a guest yeah, it's been a long time coming <laughs> come back soon hopefully for christmas
1: uh definitely i'll uh, drive well so i'll have randolph and stella
2: well we're excited to have you back and thanks guys for listening Thanks,
0: everybody, for listening to this episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a review, five stars, hopefully, and send us an email. Ask us a question. We are happy to answer it our next episode, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at
2: floralcouchconversations and follow us to be updated when we ever... Have a new episode. And now we're on Facebook, so you could send us a Facebook message as well at Floral College Conversations. Follow well, us there, too. Also follow Stella on Instagram. Also follow Stella Sky. <laughs> at Stella Sky Lab. There we go. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye.